Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the earth has to offer. Your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason, each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides. So, get ready to learn about natural nutrition, preventative pet health, and more with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Well, hello, I'm Dr. Kim. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Dr. Jeannie, your other host. Today we're going to be talking about elephant artistry and the Asian elephants, and it's going to be an interesting journey as we talk with uh, Mark and Liz Fangu, I hope I pronounced their name right, and Exotic World Gifts. And you're going to hear, uh, this is a, a... as we were talking with them before the show, this is a pretty amazing business, and I'm already liking what these guys are doing, and it's just it's going to be a journey for all of us. And before we talk with our guests, we're going to hear from one of our radio partners, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors, Naturally. Pet Talk Naturally. We'll be right back. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Hi, and welcome to The Family Pet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Colleen Safford. Each week, we'll focus on different topics, child pet safety, child pet training, 
just how to make an appropriate pet selection for your family. All of these things will be covered in each one of our episodes. So we hope that you will join us at The Family Pet on Pet Life Radio. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Hey, we're visiting with uh, Mark and Liz Sangu of Exotic World Gifts, and you can visit their website. It is just beautiful. Go to www.exoticworldgifts.com. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about their mission, and it's right here on their website, and I loved what they said. Um, First of all, Liz has worked, um, she's been in over 25 years of global product development, and uh, she also has uh, worked as uh, doing pet therapy with abused children and the elderly, and you guys know we've talked about that here on the show a number of times. Both she and Mark do a lot of traveling, obviously, for the business that they have. Mark was born and raised in Nolens. I think I said that right, Mark, didn't I? (laughs) Spicy flavors and exciting aromas. That's what we think of Nolens, and uh, so he has a love for people, and he has a, they both have such kind hearts. These are talented and very busy people, so we appreciate them taking time out of their schedule to talk with us today. But here's what their mission is, you guys. Helping others is their passion. As we hear about these elephants, because Mark and Liz, uh, were with, they were in Thailand when these elephants that you've seen on YouTube doing the painting with their trunks, um, with, when National Geographic was there filming. So this is why we are talking with them today. And you know they have a heart for both the people and the animals, and they feel as we do that if they help people, animals will definitely be helped. So welcome to both of you. We're uh, very happy to have you with us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, Liz and Mark, um, it was interesting how we found, I, I don't know if you guys were listening to our show prior or not, but Mark had contacted us, and it was exciting to hear that you had gone and, and uh, found out about these elephants, but I think we're going to hear a little bit more about that today, because I think some people are wondering, as they watched those videos on YouTube, and I know it got tons of downloads, the first thing they were thinking was that these animals were magically doing this, you know, not having been taught or anything. So would you first tell us, um, just first tell us a little bit about how you, you brought your this business together and then ended up traveling to see this, um, this so-called phenomenon. Actually, it started when we were in Belize on vacation, and we were walking on the back roads and found a woman who had, were, was making a handmade um, just an artisan product, and we asked her, well, how do you, how do you get, have a living with, um, with your products? And she just said, well, when anybody comes by, I, I sell it, and, um, and that's how I live. So we just thought, we saw that they were living in squalor, and we thought, you know, with our background, and there's so many people in, living in poverty, we can come up with a way to make a difference and really help people get out of poverty. So um, with just that one experience, we came up with the whole concept of exoticworldgifts.com, which is about empowering artisans around the world and giving them sustainable income and a way, like I said, out of poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, we happened to be in Thailand and m- meeting with our artisans, and because of our love of 
animals and elephants. Um, we just had to go see the Asian elephant. So we took a day off and visited this one uh, camp, and that's how we came upon that there are actually animal artists out there. And our original business model didn't include animals <laughs> being artists, but um, now it does because it's such an important part of their conservation and their um, because they're very quickly becoming extinct. So we also learned that we can make a huge difference in the animals' lives as well as the villagers. I'll tell you what, I was very impressed with the fact that you guys are, are concerned about, you know, sustainable living for the people in these areas. You know, often these are where you go you go and travel our third world countries and it's just interesting, you know, we get these beautiful things here and we all know how much uh, we charge for them in the U.S. <laughs> and yet these people who are creating these beautiful pieces of art and jewelry and home decor and so forth, really, like you said, Liz, live in near squalor. And right. so that's really, really sad for me to hear that, you know, other we would enjoy this beauty while they labor um, so almost fruitlessly for them. And so, again, um, that's important. And why is it important to be concerned over how well the people in these countries live? Mark, well, you addressed that before the show, didn't you? Oh, go ahead, Liz. I'm sorry. Uh, once the basic needs of the people are taken care of and they, they have food, they have water, they have basic medical care, um, mm-hmm. then the animals are treated much better and they're taken care of. So, um, so what... What we do is we pay fair trade wages for their their arts and crafts, and that is the only way that they can actually step out of poverty. Mm-hmm. And then while we're there, we also take a look at what some of their their other basic needs are to create a sustainable business, um, whether they need microfinancing, they need help with um, fresh water, and we will connect them with people to um, to take care of those basic needs because it just once they're satisfied then absolutely um, like we're when we're at the elephant uh, reserve they the animals just get so much better care and um, and and it, it all starts working together mm. how interesting that you guys chose that path rather than just say hey let's just get what we can and and sell these beautiful things and I'm not. I'm not concerned about what's going on with the people or the animals in that country. Well, we're very so. concerned about what we call the triple bottom line. It's about the people. It's about the planet, and it's also about making profits. Although there are none right now, but the, uh, <laughs> but the idea here is that we're all in one huge community, and that as the um, as you go around, and some people go out and build a school. Well, and that's a wonderful thing, but if the husband or the wife doesn't have a source of income, the village doesn't thrive. And right. you can go out there and provide medical aid, and that's a wonderful thing. So mm-hmm. in all, working together, we feel like our part is to help provide sustainable income for the, for the people. If they don't have a skill or don't have a craft that they make, then we help design something of high quality that we then go ahead and promote on our, our website. None of the products that we have on our website are mass-produced. A large portion of the funds goes back to the communities. And like Liz mentioned, we pay fair trade wages. There's no child labor and has good working conditions. I applaud you, and I hope that our audience will certainly support 
um, your work, and again, they will be helping so many people. I'd like to mention that Mark's daughter is also in the listening audience in our chat room, and she was very excited. She has said she has everybody, all her friends in Oregon listening in, so Mark, you have your own little fan club here. <laughs> anyway, daughter, we would like, I'm sorry, go ahead. My daughter's another wonderful animal lover. I think she has four dogs right now, and she just, um, she just finds, like Liz, she finds heaven in the um, in the eyes of a dog, and I. Oh, an well, we do too. You're talking to dog lovers here, uh, so for sure. And I think because we're horse lovers, it's why we're drawn to the elephants. And I think there's some similarities. I bet you guys will be able to enlighten us about that. Uh, and Liz, before this show is over today, we definitely like to talk about the work you've done in pet therapy and helping abused children and elderly. But let's get back. Let's get to this um, topic of the elephants. Now, this is, of course, very. I watched that elephant. Um, painting on YouTube several times, and from my understanding, this is a particular um, elephant by the name of Hong, and you say she was, um, she's now seven years old, so would you guys tell us how you went on this trip and watched National Geographic do this, um, you know, how they, what they filmed, and, and talk about these painting elephants. Okay, just to clarify a little bit here, that we were actually in Thailand in October of last year. And we had just finished visiting the hill tribes up in northern Thai, uh, Thailand, north of Chiang Mai. It's the ring-necked people, the long neck. They have the rings around their neck. Mm-hmm. We bought some of their products to put them there on our website. And then Liz, Liz and I wanted to go to the elephant camps. So we went to the elephant camps and the elephants in the river bathing. And, and they come out of the river and they set up these easels. So then I just have my camera with me and I start the camera rolling. And to my surprise, the elephant walks in with this this bucket, this box of paints, puts the paints down, and then within a matter of minutes starts creating the video that you see on YouTube. And I think somewhere um, in the beginning where she starts drawing the first line, and I'm thinking, okay, more abstract art. Okay, that's fine. I'll keep the camera going. Mm -hmm. And then when she draws the second line, and it looks like the shape of an elephant, you'll hear me say on the video, Oh, my God. I did hear you say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, and, and the people around us, we cannot believe what we're seeing in front of our faces here. This is just amazing. So I kept the camera going, and we finished our trip of buying products from Bali and, and um, Jakarta and um, Bangkok and Chiang Mai and came back to San Diego. And then I didn't post a video on YouTube until March because I thought other people might enjoy this and be just as amazed as I was. Well, it went viral, and now it's been seen by over 9.3 million people. Mm-hmm. Most people, they write to us. We've had about 15,000 emails. They wow. write to us and say that they're sitting there with their son or their daughter, and they're crying. They can't mm-hmm. believe that an elephant is doing such a magical painting. Now, would and, you, now, Mark, did you have the opportunity to watch how, because I think a lot of people were under the misconception that these elephants just did this, but they've actually been taught how, correct? Absolutely. In fact, there's, there's 65 elephants at this particular well-managed elephant camp that we support, only nine of them paint. Bear in mind that most elephants don't have an inclination to paint. Mm-hmm. Some elephants, just because of whatever, they'll doodle in the dirt with a stick. Mm-hmm. Just on their own just on their own. Now, Hong was very, she's very smart. Well, you'll discover this as we go through this. 
very smart and would open car doors with their trunk, and she was very interested in learning how to paint. Now, the elephants do not normally go up to a paint bucket and grab a paintbrush and start painting. But each elephant does have their own art instructor. And they'll take time teaching the elephant as they make a, 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 a stroke, like a straight, try to draw a straight brush stroke. They'll get a receiver reward of a banana or a sugar cane or something that the elephant enjoys. It's all reward-based training. There's no way that you could coerce or force an elephant to paint. In fact, when Hong wakes up in the morning, if she doesn't want to paint, she doesn't paint. Okay, so that was probably something that we had wondered after we learned that they were taught. So these are elephants right. that are just inclined to want to do this. Yes, they have. They know very quickly if they have elephants that enjoy painting, and it's very similar to humans. Some of us have artistic talent and others don't. Mm-hmm. And um, so the way they know is that either the elephant will eat the paintbrush or they'll just wrap it <laughs> around and walk away. <laughs> so there, there really is no way to coerce an elephant to paint. It's, I'll, I'll um, tell you what was fascinating to me, even knowing after I found out that that these particular elephants were painting was that they were expressing themselves when they were painting in a mm-hmm. way that we thought only humans could. Yeah. Although we are finding out that animals are far, far, far more intelligent than we've ever given them credit for. And I do think you, and I, and I know you guys will be able to attest to this because of your world travels and what you've seen, is partly due be to the fact that we have just all, mostly used animals for our needs. Okay. For um, for human labor, for whatever we need them for, rather than thinking of them as as unique individual uh, thinking right. beings, just as we perceive ourselves to be, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but now for some reason, because of what's going on around the world, what we're seeing things like this. In in this case, it would be because there's no more logging work for these elephants to do. Is that right? Right, yeah. In 1989, they banned the teak logging in Thailand, so there were a lot of domesticated elephants that were technically out of work, and there are also, um, the, the in, their habitat had been taken down, and the human population had grown, so now they had they they had this situation where they what did they do what could they do with these domesticated elephants? So fortunately, there were a number of very well managed um, camps and conservation camps created in Thailand, and they have to um, they have to be able to you know maintain them because the government can't fund all of the the food and the medical care. And all of that. So they're they're basically have taught certain ones to if they want to paint, they'll paint. There, you know, others that um, can do elephant trekking and and go out there. But the, what one thing that was really amazing, we spent significant time with the elephants, and what we observed is that each elephant that painted had their own style. They had their own. Um, and it and it was it really matched their personality. For example, Hong does a very sweet drawing of an elephant with a flower. Who? Oh, that's the one that makes everyone cry. <laughs> oh, and in the world that can do that, and she's a very sweet elephant. 
and um, and then and then there's a 15 year old male, and he's the largest elephant at the camp named Sumjai, and he draws a huge elephant, fills in his elephant picture, and puts trees over it, and it just it reflects who he is, and oh. and. There aren't any scientific studies about this. It, what we observed is that they really do reflect their own personality, and we got a much greater understanding of their intelligence, their emotions, their 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 unique personalities. They all have their own little quirks. Like one of them is so afraid of dragonflies. Mm-hmm. Others are really afraid of cats. <laughs> Others dogs. Oh. Wow. <laughs> They are really unique individuals, but they're also very, they communicate um, on so many different levels. So it was very interesting to watch all of that. Now, do these elephants, do they get to live, are they living together in a herd, or how are they, what what was their treatment there? Because, you know, a lot of times, and you know, this country is no exception, as you guys know, for cruelty. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, we... I don't know. We might lead the the world in in a lot of the things that we do. So, what what was your your impression on how they were treated? Um, just to clarify something here for Liz and I, if it was our choice, we would have all elephants free to be in the wild. Mm-hmm. That our our heart is for animals and people to be free, and that. This, this the whole idea of having elephants in captivity or basically any animals in captivity is not us being good caretakers of the world. That, mm. that, but I just want you to understand that, that what Liz and I are doing and what we're talking about here is trying to intervene in a species going extinct. Right. And that, that um, the elephants, like to answer your question, the elephants are very well taken care of in this camp. It is a, a fenced-off area because if they found that if they took elephants and tried to re- and reintroduce them back into the wild, I think they took five elephants, introduced them into the wild three years ago, and now four of them are dead. It they breaks my heart. Yeah. It breaks my heart to know that. Well, well Mark, you know, part of the thing is that if they're born and raised in captivity, they have no idea how to survive in the wild. Right. And that goes for, you know, if we have we have uh, the same sort of situation with parrots. And um, so our heart is let's take care of the ones we do have in captivity. And um, we have to. <laughs> we right. brought them here. So it's our responsibility, and, and right? It's our responsibility. And the same thing with our dogs and our cats and so forth. Let's take care of them, it's, you know, and not... And not legislate everybody's... Uh, we want to see the human-animal bond thrive, but we want to see it re- thrive with respect and honor for the animals as, as, as individual thinking beings rather than as just machines for our use. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's why we went back a second time um, to the camp, and we actually stayed there and had the full run of the, of the place 24-7. And, um, that speaks volumes to me, Liz, that they allowed you that carte blanche mm-hmm. to just... There for yeah. four days and three mm-hmm. nights. Yeah. And uh, so we, we did take that opportunity to go out at all odd times of the day and night and, and really look, take a look at what was going on. And, and we determined they really were taking very good care. It's a very well-managed camp called the Madaman Elephant Camp. Um, in Thailand, and the work that they're doing, they are really trying to 
their, their ultimate goal is try to get increase the population of the elephants and, and find them some habitat that they can um, go back into. So the way that we're helping them out is by um, we purchase the, the elephant art um, at fair trade wages, which is usually 30 to 50 percent more than um, what people would pay in a, in a free trade situation. I and that, that money goes that. towards the feed and the medical care and the management of, of the camp. And then when we sell the art on our, through our website, exoticworldgifts.com, we donate 30 percent back to um, an elephant conservation project, which is doing some very groundbreaking work in artificial insemination and um, helping to repopulate it. Because right now, the Asian elephants are declining at uh, at about 3% each year, and there are only... Oh, there are only about 2,000 domesticated um, elephants in Thailand left, and in the beginning of the 20th century, there were 200,000. Oh my goodness! That were domesticated, wow. or that were in the in there the are domesticated ones, Jeannie. Yeah, there's about 2,000 out in the wild and 2,000 oh, 2, domesticated. And That's not very um, many. <laughs> no, it's not. They're they're really at a very um, it's really at an alarming rate right now. Well, they're they're an endangered species officially. The Asian and elf. why is that? Why is why are they declining so rapidly? Primarily because of the habitat loss from all of the logging that went on. Oh. And then also there's been quite an influx of population in Thailand. So there just is not the habitat available. Um, you know, like it used to be, and um, the other thing is, it takes a female. It takes four to five years to have a baby. The main reason is that it um, for the female, she she only gets she only fertile for a very short amount of time each year, and so she has to be unstressed in an unworked condition to get pregnant. There's an 18 to 20, 24 a month gestation period, and then. It's to the baby's benefit to stay with the mother for another two years after mm-hmm. she's born. Well, so and in if, fact, in a wild herd, the, the the females stay together. They're a matriarch, you know, kind of uh, similar to a lion's pride. It's interesting mm-hmm. that they kind of mirror that where they're, you know, they stay together. And horses, the same thing, where the males go off or whatever, but the females all stay together. That's so right. It's, it's so the idea that them. the female needs about five years to have a baby and in a while, that's not happening. And then when you have to use elephants to work, it isn't happening either because private owners, um, it's too expensive to take care of an elephant. They eat something like 550 pounds of food a day. They drink 54 gallons of water a day. And they, so it's a Good lot of stuff to deal with. Mm-hmm. So wow. that's why a, a well-managed elephant camp, you have the working elephants, you have the elephants that paint. They're all bringing in revenue so that the female elephants can have their babies. Now, you said, uh, Mark, before the show that in a lot of these, and this is a really well-cared, these are well-cared-for elephants, the ones that are painting. This is a um, a nice camp, but they're not all like this, are they? I mean, there are a lot of places where these where these elephants and any kind of animals in the care of people um, aren't necessarily very well-cared-for, are they? In fact, they're abused. We... Um 
mostly, we spent most of our time at the Madaman camp, but we also did meet with the um, Queen's Council uh, for Elephant Conservation, mm-hmm. and one of their biggest challenges is trying to get uh, the Asian elephants off the streets of Bangkok and, and major cities uh, because people are using them for begging and earning income that way. And wow. of course absolutely horrible for the elephants and so there is a a big effort trying to um, get these elephants to the well-managed conservation camps and 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 out of those situations Um, but that does absolutely go on there and and it the basis of it is is an economic need for for the villagers and, and the people so that's where again we go back to okay let's let's get them a sustainable income and yeah. um, and that's how everyone can help with the the Asian elephant and with making the world a better place by purchasing fair trade products and you know purchasing the items like we have on exoticworldgifts.com and and that's then especially with the elephant art that we're selling it's going to it's going to help the existing domesticated elephants as well as the future of of them to so that's the most important yeah. thing is if we can help these people because they're they got to make a living they've got to they've got I mean they're going to come first before the animals Absolutely. the more people that are helped then the more animals are helped and you know what that is just something that Jeannie and I are always talking about privately that the more people that are helped, animals benefit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and because humans are always going to put their selves above the needs of animals, especially in a life or death situation. Mm-hmm. So um, if you, what you guys are doing is really, really great. I'm just so excited to hear that you are bringing this kind of awareness and helping these animals so far away. And... Um, the other thing that I would really like to talk to you about, um, Liz, was that you obviously are compassionate and love animals or you wouldn't have um, gone into this pet therapy. And before I lose my whole train of thought here, I would like to just mention that your, your daughter, Mark, mentioned that you guys are going to be writing a book on these Asian elephants, the painting ones. That's right. And uh, we've been asked to write a book about it, and um, it's, it's quite a story. We've... Um, we we wherever we go, we have our eyes wide open, and we look and we feel, and we and there's a lot of insights and things to share. I think that as we again as we grow in awareness that we're all in this together, that we have mm-hmm. we have a responsibility, but also it's our pleasure to help each other, and that's how the world becomes a better place. And I think um, that would be great to do. You know, and and then you guys are educating on this because then when people think about where they're going to buy things, buy from those who are are helping the people who have created those beautiful things for them, you know, and then the animals are helped, and it kind of just goes. It's 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 uh, a really nice circle of giving, mm-hmm. and I think that that that's real important. And I I do think honestly, Mark and Liz, the more people that are helped in this respect. And, and they understand that you have a care and concern for them, their animals will be better cared for. And then you can educate them on how to better do that. Absolutely. I, I remember, you know, we were in Cambodia, and we were in a, a little shop, and Liz was um, talking with the owner about their products. And I go around, wherever I go, <clears throat> I take photographs of people. And here we there's a room full of people with their either their feet blown off with landmines or missing their eyes because they were gouged out by the Khmer Rouge. It's a, mm-hmm. a group of people that... They basically basically are invisible. 
But what we do, we went and took a photo. I took a photograph of them, and we I showed them the video. I mean, I showed them a photograph of themselves, and you, I just said, "You're beautiful." And when the person smiles and they realize that they're recognized, that they're part of something that matters, it's a heart-to-heart connection, and that's a lot about what we're about. It's, it's we just need to get back to being connected compassionately, and by doing that, we empower the people that we're helping, and we empower ourselves to live a more fulfilled and rich life. Absolutely. Now we just need you guys to duplicate. We need to duplicate you exponentially (laughs) 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 and have more of that kind of thought because, I mean, a lot of people get stuck in the fear base and and all of the horrible things instead of stepping out and showing the world how to do this and how to change things and when you're changing these people and you're helping the animals. So I really applaud what you guys are doing and um, maybe I didn't know as much about you before we even talked today even though I've read your site and so forth but I I know a whole lot more just from hearing you guys and I appreciate what you are doing. Um, You... uh, Liz, let's talk about your pet therapy work. Why did you go into that? What was it? Obviously, you have a compassionate heart, both of you, so it had to have something to do with that. Because, but that's a big commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're working in corporate America, which you were, and then to, to commit to doing pet therapy, wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's. Um, I I've always loved animals and oh, lived in Maine and Vermont and had horses and and just always hey, had another animals. horsewoman. <laughs> 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 so, um, but what I found is in my corporate career, um, you know, I, I was progressing up through the corporate ladder and, and doing well, but there was something really missing, and that was my heart. And it was, I just had gotten too far away from it, and, and then I, I, I just kind of sat down and thought, okay, you have a great love of animals, you have compassion, you know, what can you do um, to balance out your life a little bit more? And that's when I got involved in the PAUSE program and brought, I had a, I, I had a rescue dog from the Humane Society, who was a cute little mutt, I'm a mixture of everything in the neighborhood, and <laughs> but her personality was just perfect for for right. doing therapy work, and um, so we got her certified, and we went around to um, in Orange County. The uh, there was a, a really wonderful facility that had the abused children housed the abused children, and it would take her there, and it broke my heart to see what these these children had gone. through. But one example was this big, big, big Mexican boy, and he picked up my little dog and and just wouldn't let her go, just Aww. hugging her and had tears in his eyes, and, and I asked him why he was crying, and he said, well, my name is Jesse, too, and, and I just... I just let him hold her the whole time, and it was it was. I, and I, you probably know this, and many of the listeners know this, is that when you when you do something like that, it's just, it's priceless. It's mm-hmm. a, you get so much out of it, and it feels so yeah. good. And I was able to step back into the corporate world with a different perspective and a more mm-hmm. grounded perspective. You and but um, as he was. Oh gosh! And just to put the the smiles or the. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would think that these animals that are really good for therapy like this, um, Liz, and you experienced that with your little dog, Jesse, is that it, it, these, this dog was in a shelter when you adopted mm-hmm. him, so he knows what it's like to be discarded. 
yeah. or thought of as a throwaway. Mm-hmm. And, and then you went and you're helping throwaway children. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as if there's such a thing. But the fact that you were, you know, that, you, that anybody that goes and does that and sees how they can help each other here. I can't tell you how many programs Jeannie and I are running into where people are taking abused animals and mm-hmm. putting them together with abused, with abused children yeah. and what amazing things are coming out of that. Mm-hmm. So out of those ashes is coming a lot of beauty. And, a lot of beauty, yes. And, and even going into the um, elderly homes where a lot of those people are kind of ignored. and, mm-hmm. and That the, can be just as bad to be neglected, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and to have the little dog, you know, sit on somebody's lap that yeah. they're in a wheelchair and they haven't been visited in a long time. I mean, it just... Even if they couldn't speak very well, you you just saw the bond and, and right. the of them, and you know you made it a better day for them. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you guys recall Patch Adams because Robin Williams really put his his face on the map in the United States. Um, he was a doctor, an MD, who felt that laughter and joy were a way of helping people to heal, and people that were given you know, that other doctors had given up hope on. Be, you know, and just said, let them die. He was helping them just through through laughter. So you know when an animal comes in into a therapy program like that, they're going to make you smile. They're going to make you laugh. They're going to make you forget about your illness or your neglect or whatever you're going through in that moment and bring you joy. And that can actually facilitate healing. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that's that's an important thing. And Jesse and I had the whole room laughing in the uh, the. Um with the elderly, because I went to lean down to let somebody pet her, and really what she was going for was the blueberry muffin in somebody's lap. Grabbed <laughs> <laughs> it and comes everywhere, and all of a sudden the the silent room just started laughing. Right. <laughs> and dogs, uh, dogs live in the moment. They live in the yes, now, and I think do. all animals do. They're just yes. right there in the now, and I think what that can do for all of us, um, as you guys saw with those elephants, who probably really opened your eyes to a whole other world when you saw these big, magnificent beasts doing mm-hmm. how they were interacting, how they were living, Mark and Liz, mm-hmm. that they, they, they matter. And mm-hmm. that, you know, they can, they, there's a whole other world out there and a whole other way of thinking. Animals live in the now. Humans have a tendency to either get stuck in the past and focus, you know, and dwell on there, or we want to constantly strive for the future. Right. But animals are right here, living right, right now, now, and, and um, enjoying the day and the time that has been given to them, or you know, surviving through that particular day. Mm-hmm. So, what you guys are doing to bring awareness for these elephants and their plight, and not not only them, but the country they live in, the people that um, are in, that they're in their care in those countries. Now, I know a lot of people will say to us, "Mark, you already addressed this." You know, we'd rather see them in the wild. Well, yes, but it's been a long time that we've brought these animals into captivity um, mm-hmm. to work for us. And now what you're saying, what you're showing is that we're going to give them the opportunity. Um, we, they've got, they're in captivity. They obviously aren't, you know, you said there were five that were put into the wild. Four died already. So that that program has to be worked on, I'm sure, over a lot longer period of time. But in right. the meantime, the ones who are in captivity have to be sustained somehow, don't they? Right, and they get good veterinarian care. They, um, like I said, they're, they're fed well. The the, the camp that we were we were at, um, like Liz says, we were free to roam around all night, all day long, unrestrained. 
took lots of video and photograph. We didn't see any abuse. The um, Now, some of the elephants there, the 60, 67, 65. 65 elephants there, there were some there that were actually rescued from logging in Burma, and mm-hmm. they remember being abused. And that. they're not safe around tourists and people. They 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 have a memory, but you just can't let them die. So they right. they're um you know it's our responsibility to take care of everybody. And um, and um, but it's a good safe place for people to be. We roamed around freely with the elephants. Um, at times, um, unrestrained, they're mahouts some distance away, and um, it's just a great. It's it's again. We'd prefer for them to be in the wild, but if we have to do something as a as a community to mm-hmm. help the elephants survive, then I think this is a good one of the good ways to do it. Absolutely. Now, do, and you didn't see the ones that were painting. You didn't get the impression that they were under duress, being forced to do this, right, Mark? Absolutely not. In fact, we talked with Richard Lair, we, uh, premier, um, well-known um, elephant expert in Lampang, Thailand, and other elephant experts at the Wild Animal Park and other places around. That you can you can force an elephant, you can to to haul a log and knock down a tree, but just, you can't do it to have an elephant paint. No, you might just scribble. <laughs> okay, you want me to paint? Let a little start you out, paint. You know, and I could just imagine that. But one of the tolerance of the patients for it. So the elephants that paint do it because they are agreeable and want to paint. Right. And they're they they have the mahout, their teacher lovingly there with them the whole time, and they create these amazing works of art. It would have to be patience also because uh, to just to just to show them. And I think some of the people thought, well, they were being taught how. But the other side of that coin is, what what if they are? I mean, at least their minds are being engaged here that they're enjoying doing something and it's Giving beautiful. Something to do. How do we know that these animals don't enjoy being artists just as much as human artists enjoy being artists? Exactly. That would be my question. Mm-hmm. And the and what we did learn is that they the elephants who I mean they either like to paint or they don't like to paint and so so there's a decision right then and there and then they the elephant themselves make the decision on what style of painting they like to do whether it's abstract or or they can advance to a more realistic style so it's very much dependent on the, just the elephant themselves. And, and I, I think um, that they, just speaks a lot to me about the elephant in their minds, though. I just, yeah. I, I envy that you guys got to be right in there among them and, and witnessing mm-hmm. this up close and personal. It's kind of amazing. It's got a lot of the elephant experts, and we've talked to the animal um, psychologists, PhDs from Princeton, Oxford, and, and experts around the world have engaged in conversations about how self-aware the elephants are. Mm-hmm. What's interesting, and they can't explain it, when you watch the video of Hong painting, You'll watch Hong retrace her line exactly yeah. on the line she just did. And yeah. that blows people's minds. The other that thing blew is, my mind. I watched that video so many times, and I was like, I cannot believe she's doing this. And it seemed like because she knew it needed to be a deeper impression there, which she wanted to make more of a point. And it seems that's to. That's exactly and what that, an artist, a human artist would do. Uh-huh. And sometimes she'll draw two flowers, and sometimes she'll draw one flower. Oh, and so see, there's a lot of discussion know, there as far as... In fact, we were told by the, some of the, the, the doctors over there at the Wild Animal Park that this video has raised an, a whole conversation worldwide among uh, elephant and animal keepers as to how self-aware animals are. 
So this is an and increasing dialogue which is which is coming about coming about now. And they did an experiment with an elephant. They put her out in the an open area and she roamed around. And then he took some white tape and put an X on her forehead. And she roamed around. And then he took this eight foot by eight foot plexiglass mirror and put it on the side of the the, the pen there. And the elephant seemed to go up to the mirror, was probing around her forehead with her trunk at this X on her forehead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That she could not, she wasn't aware of the X until she saw it in the mirror. Right, right. What does that mean? I don't know. Uh, yeah, what does that yourself? mean? Yeah. I think that's a good question to leave the audience with, Mark and Liz. And I just want to, you know, if I, I want to applaud you guys for the work you're doing and going above and beyond um, the normal business pursuit to for everything that you're doing and you brought so much awareness just with this video and I think that that's it says a whole lot about you too and I really hope that our audience will support the work that you're doing and um, visit your website at exotic gifts uh, exoticworldgifts.com and um, support what they are doing and, and get involved and um, we're going to ask you guys now, in closing, each of you, whichever of you would like to go first, what words of wisdom do you most want to impress upon the audience in closing? My, my, my observation is that as we go through our daily lives, as we go through each moment, just to keep our eyes fully open, keep our mind open to the possibilities, and look for the miracles, look for the beauty, and embrace it. And where you see injustice, try to do something about it. And where you see there's good, celebrated. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mark. That was brilliant. And um, Liz? And um, my thought, an encouragement for everyone is really to try to live in the moment. Don't live mm-hmm. in fear. Just live in the moment and, and take in all the beauty that's around you, and whether it's with animals or people or just little miracles that happen in your life because we all have gifts to share, everyone, and we just, we just need to be more connected and compassionate, and, and we all have the ability to empower each other, and, um, and we, just, we hope that people can really get in the moment. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. You both are you. awesome. And um, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be with us today. We appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for oh, being with us. Thank you. We appreciate you, what you're doing. Very wonderful. Thank, thank you guys so much. And Jeannie, in the spirit of love and truth, we hope you all have a tail wagging, hoof stomping, wing flapping, perfectly animal talking day. Pets and nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason. Learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally.